0: Hi listeners, welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God's stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, listeners. Welcome to She Speaks Life Podcast. I'm so glad you're here today, and I have a special guest. Her name is Claudia, and I've known Claudia for a couple years now. We go to the same church, and she just has an amazing story about trusting in God and what you do when literally your life is turned upside down. So, hi, Claudia. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, Jamie?
0: I'm great. I'm so happy you're here Mm -hmm. and you just have a really deep story and I can't wait for you to talk about it and share how God got you through what you went through. Sure.
1: Well, life was just kind of plodding along. We're devout Christians and raising children and homeschooling and working and all of that. Grateful for our lives, but one thing we used to like to do was to watch PBS the English shows on Sunday nights and we were lying in bed one night my husband just all of a sudden said what's that and I said what are you talking about and he was touching his arm and he said what is that and I said stop joking around what do you mean what is that and he said I can't feel that and so I turned the light on and I was shocked and I said wow that's your arm and then I realized that something bad was happening yeah so I immediately called for the kids they were in the other room and two of them were home and we realized right away that he was having a stroke. So, called the EMS right away and everybody came. There was a whole drama of that, taking him to the hospital and the shock of it. And then my son who had been out came home and he was kind of my companion with all of that. So we went to Round Rock Hospital and they said, we need to take him down to the stroke unit at St. David's downtown. That was his best chance and they said that they could do something called TPA where they inject a chemical into their body and then through the groin area and it goes up to the brain and dissolves the clot. Mm -hmm. But they told me at the time that if we did that, he could digest from that. So I was in this really weird place where I had been relaxing just a couple of hours before and now I had to make this decision about my husband's life. I prayed about it and just I asked him, I said, do you want to do it? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So they took him down to St. David's did the procedure, everything went well. And I found out later, my daughter, Serena, said that when I left the house to go to St. David's, she saw, literally saw angels surrounding me as I was leaving the house. Wow. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, really cool.
1: So of course, I was calling people to pray and telling my parents first thing in the morning. And um, thankfully, I had good news that he had made it and that it looked like he was going to recover slowly. But amazingly, two days later he was walking with help in the hospital when they thought that he was going to be way worse off. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, I had taken the computer and the guitar to the hospital. He was actually playing the guitar, speaking well. and he over the years, he had some residual nerve damage. but the big the hard part of it was a congestive heart failure. He had been diagnosed with that. And so through the next couple of years, we dealt with all of the issues that come with having a serious disease. And his inability to work mm-hmm. and um, I became the primary breadwinner and the Lord had laid it on my heart about five years before to sell real estate and I had always had a fascination and a love for houses mm-hmm. and I liked people so I thought okay I'll go ahead and start doing that and it opened up I went to an agency I was recommended by a friend felt like it was all in God's leading me and um So I did that, and I also worked as an actor in the film industry and was a talent agent as well. After a while, I needed to drop the talent agent part because I was so busy. Along the way, there were other times we had to go to the hospital when he would have some sort of episode where he would uh, not have enough oxygen, and then we had to go to the hospital for a couple of days and stuff like that. But basically, if he took it easy, he was okay. He could do some light gardening and all of that, and we all just kind of adjusted to life with somebody who has... Chronic illness, mm-hmm. praying for healing the whole way. Sure. One of the, the cardiologists at the hospital told him that if he didn't have some sort of intense surgery, he would never see his daughter walk down the aisle. Mm. And that was kind of like in the back of our minds okay, two years tops or something without really saying it out loud. We never told our children or anything. We just kind of kept living. Life just kept going on. I was really busy with real estate. God was blessing my business. Our kids were growing up. They were going through their own things. And even though that was a really hard thing to go through somehow it solidified our family a lot of underlying issues that were still there residual issues from their teen years Mm -hmm. which were rather exciting (laughs) Um, those got kind of pushed aside and the focus of having a family who loves each other right that just came and came into play in a big way so after that like i said everything just kind of kept going along then our youngest daughter found the love of her life Aww. and a strong Christian, and they decided that they wanted to get married and okay. got engaged. And so, for about a year, we were planning the wedding. Meanwhile, I was working a lot, being the wedding planner, and all the other things that go along with being a mom and a wife.
0: Sure. Sure. That's a big deal planning a wedding and being, it is. being the wedding planner. Yeah, it was to put all that together. Yeah. Yeah. It was
1: intense. It was really fun. Yeah. Really fun. fun. And stressful yes. It, yeah. And it was yes. great to spend so much time with my daughter too. It was really wonderful because I knew she was leaving to start her own family. So, yeah. Um, so we just did that and got ready to have a nice, beautiful country wedding at my mm-hmm. parents' house in Schulenberg. And, um, Just the excitement of planning for it was really nice, a nice distraction. So about a week before the wedding, uh, things got even more intense as they do with weddings in a good way. We were just getting it all together and picking up the in-laws from the airport and doing all the last minute stuff you have to do. Um, We headed out to Schulenburg a couple of days before. And a couple of interesting things happened that were kind of a clue that my husband was spiritually ready to leave and go home to heaven. Oh, wow. um, one of them was that he decided to talk to my dad openly about our financial situation and put his mind at rest, like, we're okay. And, and he was very private with money matters. And right. so for him to just blatantly share that information with my dad without him bringing it up was the first clue yeah and we actually even got a little fight about it in the car when we were (laughs) going to (laughs) (laughs) exactly i was like you always tell me to be quiet and with that and why did you do that and he said i don't know i just felt like i was supposed to wow i was like okay and then the next day i guess it was the wedding day I found out later that i had gotten him you know a spiffy outfit for the wedding it was a casual country wedding but still i would gotten yeah. new leather shoes and all of that and they were uncomfortable and he was sitting somewhere i think in my parents living room and my mom said you know paul why don't you just take those shoes off put your vans back on because he lived in vans and shorts <laughs> and t-shirts yeah and he said no you know this is my new look i i'm ready for a new look a new you know, spiffy look, and I'm. this is okay with me. Mm. And that was a characteristic, too, because he didn't really like to dress up. Yeah. Fast forward to the actual wedding ceremony. Everything went well. It was a beautiful thing to see him walking his daughter down the aisle because he had been told five years before that he would never do that. Wow. So I guess I should go back and say that the second cardiologist that he actually ended up staying with because he was an encouraging person and honored that he had faith Mm-hmm. Um, he um, told him that if he wanted to live longer he needed to have a heart transplant mm-hmm. and he told my husband told him no I would rather go home early and be with the Lord with my own heart than have a heart transplant that was mm-hmm. his choice yeah and we accepted it and that was fine yeah so to see him walk down the aisle was uh, you know just beyond what the doctor said and a miracle in itself right. victory yes. Right there. yes exactly yeah so after the wedding of course all the photographs my other daughter serena actually was taking the photos and when my husband put his arm around me there was an intimacy there that i hadn't experienced in a while Mm. where it was just like an assuring hug and it was i can't even describe the touch it was Mm -hmm. otherworldly i don't know how to explain it other than that right and looking back i'm like he was kind of telling me you'll be okay you know i'm leaving soon but you'll be okay Wow. and um So that was a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And um, then we kept going on with the wedding, of course, the reception. And he gave an evangelical toast. I've never heard anybody do that before. Mm. But he was talking about the bride of Christ. I found out later really touched a lot of people there. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: So this is a great story, actually. It's a really sweet story. It's just the hard part. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So...
1: um Anyway, after the dinner, you know, everybody gets ready to dance and all the other photos are being taken. And at the dance floor was father-daughter dance. And he surprised us all by going up there with some vigor. We started dancing Yeah, (laughs) like he did when we were young. Uh And we were all looking at each other like, what? Because he couldn't even walk around the block with me and keep up with me, Mm. even when I was going super slow. Right. So it was a shocker. And the look of delight on their faces was really beautiful.
0: Mm.
1: They were smiling and laughing. Yeah. But about a minute into it, he knew he had to sit down because he was turning purple. Mm. So he went and sat down. And meanwhile, Ariana's husband, Justin, came and finished the dance with her. Other people were all watching them dance. And we were all like shocked that, you know, that it was happening, but only a few of us were focusing on Paul, but after a while, everything changed and everybody was like, wait a second, there's something going on over here in the corner. My son, Luke, went over there and he said, everybody get back, get back, give him some air, he needs to lay down. So he lay down, well actually right before he lay down, I looked at him and made eye contact with him and I grabbed his hand and I said, it's going to be okay. And he grabbed my hand back and looked at me. But I knew then that he wasn't going to make it mm. here any longer. And I was okay with that because yeah. I knew that I didn't want him to suffer. Right. And of everybody I've ever known in my life, he wanted to be in heaven with Jesus more wow. than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. So it was okay. Somehow it was. Right. Then there was a doctor at the wedding and I was calling for him. He came running and he mm. and my son-in-law's uncle were tag teaming, doing CPR. And meanwhile, somebody had called EMS. We were all just kind of in the middle of this, what seemed like a scene from a movie or a TV show where it just seemed surreal and weird. Right. And I was sitting down on the ground about six feet from them just watching and wondering, why don't they just leave him alone? They just need to let him go. Of course, that was a doctor. He was trying to save his life. Yeah. I was just watching. And uh, somehow, I was filled with God's peace. I could feel his love and his peace. Wow. Once in a while, I would look up and see other people, and they were all shocked, almost more shocked than I was. Because that's not the type of thing that you expect at a wedding, especially at a part like that. No, it I bet happy. everybody yeah.
0: was in pure shock. Yeah. And this is family. Yes. At a celebration right. event. Happy time. Happy time. Yeah. Yes. I love the peace, the overwhelming peace, that peace that transcends all understanding. Right. You know, mm-hmm. is what you were exactly going through god's perfect peace
1: yeah that's right so after a while i kind of came out of the shock of it while they were working on him seemed like they were there for an hour i'm sure it wasn't but it felt like that like time was moving so slowly and i looked over to my right and i could see that a group of believers were praying out loud and this was a mixed group it wasn't just a bunch of christians most of them were but there were a lot of people that were living the wildlife (laughs) sure
0: sure well like most weddings right we have a little combo
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so um so i looked over there and i was like wow they're praying powerfully and what they were doing it was really cool they went over and they basically surrounded ariana and justin and were praying over them because i think they realized how shocking it was going to be to Mm. them that this was happening at their wedding
0: right especially for my daughter yeah
1: And I also found out later that my oldest daughter, Serena, went over there and told her, don't ever blame yourself for this. It's not your fault. Yeah. It was just his time. And hearing those things later was really beautiful. There was so much going on behind the scenes that I didn't even realize. And it was just like, God was in charge of all of it. He was orchestrating all of it. It was okay. Mm -hmm. So the EMS people said, we'll take him to the hospital. And I was like, getting ready to go. I was looking for regular shoes instead of my wedding shoes. And... Comfortable clothes and stuff. And mm. they put him in the truck. And I found out later they really weren't planning on taking him to the hospital. They, want, they wanted to put something down his throat so he okay. could breathe and see if he would be revived. Okay. They had done so much CPR on him. I found out later that his ribs would have been crushed. Oh. All of this awful stuff would have happened as a result of what seemed like a brutal thing. I know they were just doing their job. Right, so it just right. seemed really
0: extreme but they were and really hard. trying to revive him.
1: They really yeah. were. They just didn't give up
0: hmm
1: I could hear star flight it didn't land so they came out shortly after and they said I'm sorry he's gone and I said it's it's okay another uncle told me later that he actually saw a bunch of angels around the EMS truck there was a lot of spiritual activity going on and and I know now that it was even more than I realized at the time of course everybody went home giving us condolences saying you know do anything for you we're praying for you Let us know what you need. Our son, Luke, took my in-laws to the hotel. It was especially hard for my in-laws because they had lost um, their other son to cancer just the year before. And they're not believers. And so I could tell that they were especially sad. But I Mm -hmm. felt like God's peace was on them even so.
0: Wow, yeah. So
1: then it was just my parents and me at the very end. And they were upset. My mom got pretty upset at one point. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't really let go until I went to the guest house and started crying and sobbing for my husband. Yeah. But even at that point, even though it had just happened, I couldn't stay in sorrow all that long because I kept remembering where he was
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and, um,
1: yeah. and now he longed to be there. Now he wasn't suffering anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's what gets us through those times, just knowing where they are at and it's just a blink of an eye and they're in paradise with jesus
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and uh, one of my daughters told me you know it really is like you just open a door and you're there yeah
0: yeah it's really really cool yeah
1: so then the next day we just kind of dealt with coming back to austin and i told my daughter and son-in-law just go on your honeymoon daddy would have wanted you to do that we'll do a little celebration a couple weeks and all that that was kind of the end of that besides dealing with cremation and going back to my parents house to spread his ashes and all of the legal stuff you have to do when somebody passes away when you're yeah. married to somebody
0: yeah I bet. and
1: uh, bills and you know setting yourself up as they're not yeah. here anymore and all of that is very emotional and yeah. almost like having a full-time job right so I, I didn't work for that month i just did that mm-hmm. people would come by and visit and People were praying for me, and I felt totally supported.
0: Mm, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, because not many people have that support. I know. So that's great. Yeah. How much you felt loved, and
1: I can't imagine uh, going through it if you yeah. don't have the support. No, super important to maintain your friendships, or just put or open up, put that lifeline out there, so you don't fall into despair. Yes, in a situation like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: To backtrack a little bit, we both had doctor's appointments that I had made a couple of months before, and we were going to go to the doctor the week after the wedding. He was going to go to his cardiologist, and I had found a lump in my breast, and um, so I was going to go get that checked out. Mm-hmm. And um, I tended to have cystic breasts, so wasn't concerned at all. Looked like a cyst, felt okay. like a cyst. Yeah and even when i actually went to the gp he said you know this looks like a cyst this just happens to be in your breast do you want me to try to remove it in the office here and i said sure and when he started the incision he said i'm sorry it's solid you need to go to a breast surgeon and i'm going to go ahead since i'm in here take a path and send it to a lab wow so i said okay that's fine and that's Mm -hmm. when i knew when he said it was solid and sorry I yeah. was like, I kind of knew that things weren't going to go well. A
0: little more serious, <laughs> right? Yes. Than yes. And this is yeah. just
1: a month after wow. my husband going to heaven. So I was still in a fragile state and fearful and, oh, I and wondering, how can this even happen? What the heck? I've been eating Whole Foods food for 25 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been oh. careful with every this and that and chemicals, blah, 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 well, blah.
0: No, and you didn't even get a break. Yeah. You're still grieving. Yes, exactly. But now this. Wow. Right.
1: That's exactly what it felt like. Wow. Now this, I ended up going to the breast surgeon. She confirmed and gave more specifics about the type of cancer it was and it was a slow growing tumor. And when I look back, I can think about, oh yeah, you know, I did feel kind of tired, but I thought it was just stress. And, you know, the wedding and all of that. But Mm -hmm. now that I think back, I think I think that was a little clue at that point that I needed, something was off and then started all the doctor's visits and seeing this oncologist and that oncologist and the typical recommendations were offered to me of chemo, radiation and surgery. And I was open to whatever at that point. I said, go ahead and take out whatever you need to take out. And let's just do that. See what happens. Good.
0: So, Claudia, when you're speaking about feeling at peace, what did you do to foster that relationship, that closeness with God? Going through so much, what did you do to make sure you're staying as close as you can with God? Because I think most of us that are listening would just be angry or upset, but what do you do to hold on to that hope? What did you do?
1: That's a good question. Well, thankfully... I just dove into the word. There were so many times in the middle of the night when I would wake up anxious and I just started reading, praying. I um, reached out to anybody who would pray for me that I mm-hmm. knew was a Christian. Even in yeah. church, you know, we do this thing where we introduce ourselves to somebody you don't know. I would ask them to pray for me. <laughs> yeah, so and, um <laughs> People were always willing to pray for me, even if they didn't pray for me right then, they, were, they said, okay, and I'll, I'll mention you in my Bible study group and all of that. Well, something that was very beneficial for me because I need constant reminders throughout the day of the Lord. I recorded myself reading 100 verses healing verses.
0: Mm.
1: And I listened to that throughout the day, so and good. I, in the car when I was walking, and I would read them every morning. And every night.
0: Wow, Claudia. Then
1: I memorized Psalm 91, which was already one of my favorite passages yeah. of Scripture. I knew all of the fear Scriptures from having to deal with fear earlier in life. So I just soaked in them. Mm-hmm. I would really recommend that for anybody who's going through a hard time, just to record yourself reading the Word or get a recording or listen to the audio Bible. Yeah, I, that's yeah.
0: something I never thought of doing. Yeah. Recording oh my myself, yes. reading Scripture. scripture. How awesome. Yes.
1: It was It was life-changing for mm. my peace of mind, for my daily walk with God, my daily trust with God. Because sometimes reading the Word, for some reason, kind of doesn't soak in. Sometimes it does. Sometimes something sparks up and you're like, yeah, all right, that's my verse for the day. Yeah. But it's almost like learning a new language, retraining your mind to think as a person of faith. Because that's where... You battle things is in your mind. Right. So I know what the word says. And I believe what the word says that God provides healing. He walks me through the dark things. He strengthens me. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. But I need to hear it too. Yeah. And I purposefully made an effort to not watch sad movies, mm. depressing movies, terrifying movies. I watched clean comedy, sweet movies. When I had a chance. Yeah,
0: you had to guard your mind and heart. And I was focusing on what was
1: pure and lovely and good, which is what the Word tells us to do. So that was really important to just do all. I mean, I took it on as though I was a warrior in a battle for my life. Yeah. And I took it super seriously. And I think that if you go through something really hard, you need to. That needs to become the primary focus is being very... Word focused because that's where the life is. Sure. And then just hanging out with friends, laughing. Laughing is so um, therapeutic and beneficial.
0: Yeah. It
1: is. And hearing the word church, hearing my favorite teachers online, just constantly soaking in. And I still do it today.
0: hmm Because
1: yeah. it's too valuable. It is. You don't want. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that focus.
0: Yeah. So good. So yeah. good.
1: Started scheduling the surgery, had two excellent surgeons, the breast surgeon and the plastic surgeon. I decided to do reconstructive surgery at the same time that's called a deep flap, and it involves using your own tissue, so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have implants. I didn't want to put something back into my body that might cause harm later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I tend to be kind of holistic-minded. Right. And uh, prayed about that, had total peace. Everything was opening up that way. Had a wonderful chiropractor and other people lymphatic massage person all of that trying to just stay in health i was juicing two times a day eating salads raw food i totally went off sugar even in little cheats which i had been off sugar for a long time but i just didn't want to give my body i didn't want to weaken my body in any way that i knew i shouldn't be doing sure all of that led up to the surgery. The surgery had a great outcome. All of the margins were clear. And I had had one lymph node that was diseased and they took out nine. Everything else was clean. Mm-hmm. And since then I've had a mammogram, everything's clean, everything's fine, and I feel great. Mm-hmm. So that part was over. And I know I'm making it sound really simple and like short li- short-lived, short but it wasn't. It was a long process, a good six months of the whole health thing, recovery and all of that. But once again, God brought me through a really dark time—the second dark time that year. Felt kind of beat up, but victorious. I feel like a warrior who has all of my armor on and a bit scratched up, but I'm still going for it. <laughs> you got your battle scars. Yes, and I, that's I did. Good. Literally.
0: <laughs> you know what? It grows character. Yeah. Yeah. We have yeah. to go through things, but yes, unfortunately, you know, some things are more serious than others. Yeah. So, right. yeah. Yeah, well, you are a warrior and a warrior for Christ. And I just love that you didn't stay stuck like some mm-hmm. people do in a dark hole, in a pit, in darkness and depression because mm-hmm. of what happened in your life, but you fought through and. Uh, faced fear and pushed through and still praising God, still leaning into him, still trusting him and reading his word because it's active and alive. And mm-hmm. that got you through. So what an amazing story. And you had a Bible verse that you wanted to share with us. Yeah.
1: And- yeah. So um, like I said, I was reaching out to all sorts of people who I knew were prayer warriors and Somebody I worked with a long time ago in my early 20s, Facebook friend. I told her, hey, pray for me. Like I said, I was asking everybody to pray for me. And um, I
0: got to say, that was the one thing when I met you, you were an open book. So I just had to tell you that that was one of the things I really loved about you and meeting you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I I did think at some point that I'm not going through this for myself just for me it's yes it's brought me closer to the Lord but it's a story that I need to share because there are a lot of people who have gone through a lot worse but some people haven't gone through something like this and to not be afraid of it yeah and another thing that I learned through all of that was to rest in the Lord mm. to rest and that is actually fighting when you rest in the Lord, mm-hmm. trying to muster up faith without already having it going on inside of you is really hard. And if you can just rest in God and let him do the work, yeah. that's where that peace comes from. That's yeah. where the strength comes from. Yeah. And like I was saying, yeah. one of my Facebook friends from long ago, I wrote her and I said, pray for me. And she said, oh, I've, I've been healed of a lot because I remembered a healing she had when she was in her early 20s and she sent some scriptures to me, and one of them that ended up being kind of like my life verse for that time was Isaiah 58, eight through nine, that says, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Mm -hmm. I love that part, speedily. Yeah. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. And I personalize it for myself. I changed, you know, you, you to me. And I recorded myself saying that as well. And I have it posted. I think it's still up in my house, yeah. somewhere in a wall, you know, so it's good. on my computers, because that's going to be relevant at any point in my life. Sure. Uh, all of those, he's here. He says, here I am. Yeah. And I heard, I, I didn't audibly hear him, but I felt him and heard him in my spirit. I'm here.
0: Mm. So good, yeah. and I love personalizing the verses. Mm-hmm. Not something we always remember to do yeah. when we read our Bible, right? Um, but when I do, I love replacing the you to the name myself. Mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you for sharing your God story and how much impact you have on others. I just love hearing how God has shown his love and comfort through your trials and through your dark time. And thank you for for sharing.
1: Thank you for asking me. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good to share. Oh, good.
0: Claudia is currently writing a book and also a screenplay she is really passionate about. And I can't wait for both of those to be released. Now in reflecting Claudia's story of when tragedy came into her life, she pressed into God's word and surrounded herself with people to pray for her. God got her through the darkest times and it is so incredibly inspiring for us to hear. Now is there a time in your life where you were approached with the unexpected or maybe you're experiencing it right now? take some time in your journal to write your thoughts down or like claudia record yourself speaking scripture or personalize the bible verses i hope you are encouraged to talk to god about all the things on your heart thank you so much for listening today i trust that god has encouraged you through this message for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamielizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at jamieelizabeth. She life. That's J A Y M E Elizabeth. She speaks life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.